are listening to the weekly podcast presented by the Lighthouse Midlothian. For more information, please visit us at www.dfwlighthouse.org. Thank you. very brief. If you want to hear long-winded preaching, come next week. I like to think I'm never long-winded, but uh, thank you, Tanya. Nice to have you back, Tanya. Okay, if you have your Bibles, turn to Romans 12. We're going to read a few verses from the Bible. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. We believe that it was inspired by God, written by the Holy Spirit, and is truth for life. Truth for life. We believe the Bible reveals God's plan for man. Most importantly, it reveals Jesus, who is God, who became a man. The Word became flesh and lived with us. Jesus was crucified by the Romans, by the Jews, was buried, rose again three days later, 40 days later, ascended to heaven. He sent the Holy Spirit, and now we're part of something that's been going on for a couple thousand years, the Church of Jesus Christ. Yes, we're not perfect, but we're working on it. One day at a time, one moment at a time. Yeah? All right. And I'm just delighted you're here today. If you're here for the very first time, I was telling some folks, uh, we do, no service is ever exactly the same, okay? Uh, We had some family business to take care of. Thank you for being so patient uh, through that, but it's exciting to us because this is the church right here. It's people. It's connections. And we're going to talk about that. Got a few words of, I've, I've got a, a great Old English uh, King James word exhortation for the new members and for the old members, just for the members, okay? So I'll be sharing a few thoughts on behalf of the elders, and then we'll go into communion or the Lord's Supper, okay? So, Romans 12:1. Therefore, I exhort you or urge or strongly make a strong plea, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a sacrifice, alive, holy, pleasing to God, which is your reasonable service in light of everything God's done for you and everything everything he's done for me. Through this whole book of Romans, it explains God's plan, his path, how we let him down and how he reached out and pulled us back up. In light of all these things, what is reasonable is to give everything. We sang about the reckless love of God. How he gave everything for us in light of the fact that he is constantly reaching out for us and lets us breathe air even though we're sinners. Isn't that something? 
that God permits anyone to live in this world he made? He wants us, though, to be part of his family. And we can do that through faith in Jesus Christ. It's spelled out here in the book of Romans, all through this book. And so when we consider all that, it is only reasonable to give him everything. Not just Sunday morning from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. And I'm a nut about being done at 12. I think that's, you know why I do that? I don't want to quench the Holy Spirit. Okay, if the Holy Spirit is doing something, hey, we might go on a little longer. But we got children's workers, we got nursery babies, we got, we got life, right? And you've already been here two hours, most churches meet for one hour. That's why you get a break. Right? Get your coffee, go potty, come back. All right. Did he just say go potty in church? I did. All right. In light of everything God's done for us, he should have every hour of every day. Right? Every bit of us. Our whole mind. Love the Lord, your God, with your heart mind, soul, strength. If there's anything left after all that, <laughs> I don't think so. All right, so that's what he's saying. And then he's saying, don't be conformed to the present world. Oh, my. That's so easy, isn't it? So easy. So easy to want to be like somebody else. Yeah. This image that the world gives of what it is to be cool or successful or just accepted. You're already accepted. You don't have to jump through any hoops. Yeah. Cool. Don't be conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's a constant process of transformation. Our minds get stuck on some things that they never should be stuck on. But God wants to renew that. Give us new ways of thinking. He wants to blow our mind literally so that you may test and approve what is the will of God, what is good and well-pleasing and perfect. There it is right there. What does he want? That's his will. To make that the most important thing in your life, what do you want, God? That should be our prayer every day. That should be our prayer all the time. What do you want in this situation? What I want really doesn't matter. Although God does love us as his kids. If we delight in him, he, he gives us the desires of our heart. Isn't that cool? He's just not going to deny us everything. You want that? Too bad. <laughs> he doesn't do that. Because sometimes, I don't know about you. I'm just going to make it real right now. This is the stool of being real <laughs> right here. Sometimes I don't always want the best things. Sometimes I don't always seek the best things that are going to be the best for me. Yeah? We learned that by trial and error. Yeah, we were talking earlier, some of the prayer team. Most of us are over 30. Most of us are over 40. Most of us are over 50. Some of us are turning 60. Some of us sowed our wild oats at one time or another. 
yeah, figured out, hmm, not, not so good, not worth it, but some of us are knuckleheads and have to learn the hard way, okay? I've got a whole diploma wall from the school of hard knocks. <laughs> so you're not alone if you're in that situation. But how much better to learn by renewing your mind what God really wants, because I'm just here to tell you right now, the world would tell you, the enemy would tell you that what God wants isn't going to be any fun. You're not going to be able to have fun if you come to God, because he's going to say no, no, no to everything fun. Guess what? What is fullness of joy? It's a lot more fun to have fun and not have to worry about serving a sentence for it, okay? It's fun to enjoy who he is. It's fun to serve other people. Go to the street church. You'll have fun. Yeah? All right, God's interested in you having a good time. He is, but that's not the ultimate goal of life. Read Ecclesiastes. Solomon tried everything to have a good time, and he had unlimited resources. He could buy anything he wanted at any given time and have anyone he wanted, and he even had 600 wives, and someone told him that would be fun. And if he got tired of them, he had 400 whatever a concubine is. I don't even know. And since this is a mixed crowd, I'm not even going to tell you. You see, there's some things God allows, even though it may not even be the very best for us. God allowed him to do all kind of things. But when he got old, he wrote a book about it. How I tried to have fun and how empty it ended up being. It was empty, 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 empty. Or in the King James, all is vanity. You know that word in Hebrew, it's smoke. Did he just do that in church? I'm having fun. All right. Smoke is here for a few seconds, and it's gone, and that is having fun without God. And there's side effects of having fun without God. Ooh. All right. The point that I just read, so that you may test and approve what is the will of God. And what that will is, contrary to my own will, even for good stuff. There's a lot of people doing a lot of good stuff in this world that may or may not be God's will. <gasps> yeah? 
Depends on our motivation, right? Okay. All right. I'm not going to go there right now. What is good and well-pleasing and perfect? I think we all like that. You see, that's what God wants. He wants what's best for me. He wants what's best for you. And I'm going to get that by giving it all. Okay? I just summed up those verses. You got it? Okay. Now we go from there. That amazing, life-changing, mind-blowing, seemingly impossible to live up to, giving our lives completely to God. And it's one thing to sing that in the moment when we got Brad Tate Jr. from Wisconsin. He left a young man, came back a rock star. Oh, wow. And his best buds. Man, I was so, whoa. Where's Ben? Ben, you touched me. I heard every note. So good. Amen. Nothing better. It's one thing when the music's playing and we're swaying and we're singing about the reckless love of God, but then Monday comes and Tuesday comes, and we make mistakes. We don't always get it right. We let people down. Other people let us down. It's just part of life. You're going to let someone down this week. Someone's going to let you down this week. It's just going to happen. Why? Because we all have expectations about things. We don't mean to. It just happens. Okay, so let's get real. Let's just prepare for it. It's going to happen. All right? But God's still God, and we're still us. Yeah? And it's going to be okay. You see, in those moments, you remind yourself, wait a minute. I gave it all to Jesus. He's in control here. He's much bigger than my mistakes. And as long as you're trying, as long as you get back up, as long as you get on the path, even when you don't feel like it, as long as you keep, see, this is not a one and done. It's in every single day I'm presenting myself to God as a living sacrifice. Here I am, take me. I ain't much, but I'm yours. Oh, some of you are all that. And a bag, a box of chips, okay? Some of you are. You are. You're amazing. You're amazing. You have to just say, God, all this is yours. Everything I have, it's yours. Use it. I want your will. I want your will to be done. Okay, so we go from that to verse 3. And this is the really mind-blowing part. For by the grace given to me, grace is just a gift. It's just like Paul here is saying, I can only say this through the Holy Spirit, through the gift of the word that he's given me right now. I say to every one of you, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but with sober discernment, as God has distributed to each of you a measure of faith. 
For just as in one body we have many members, not all the members serve the same function. We who are many are one body in Christ, and individually we are members who belong to one another. We belong to one another. We belong to one another. Say it with me. We belong to one another. Now look around. We belong to one another. We belong to one another. You see, there's this thing when we come into a gathering of people and we do have gifts and we all have something to offer. I just got to tell you, sorry, Shelly. Oh, I was so blessed. She is signing the worship song. And I don't know. That was so special. And she did that only for God. She didn't know that. So I would look over and think, well, she's really something, isn't she? She's got a gift for that. And one Sunday, I was many years ago, hopefully you don't remember, I made her get up. I said, that's so awesome. Get up and do that for the whole church. And this week, I'm thinking, I got to have her do that sometime because that would be amazing. How many would think that would be amazing? Okay, well, we'll pray about it. Okay, so <laughs> there's something about getting dressed up on Sunday and coming out and giving your gifts that that little thought of, you know, I really am gifted, aren't I? <laughs> but you're no more gifted than anybody else in this room because you didn't get to choose what gift you would get. I heard someone say once that his eye color, he had nothing to do with it. And I've said that before, you know? Chrissy has the most beautiful blue eyes, but she didn't order those on Amazon. <laughs> That's a gift she has. Some people have a beautiful smile. Some people can sing like a little birdie called Gracie. Some can serve like nobody's business. Get out of the way. I'm here now. We're going to have lunch. That's a gift. Yeah. We all have gifts. See, part of being in a group like this is finding out what each other's gifts are. And then honoring each other's gifts. And we have many different gifts. Verse 6, according to the grace of According to God's favor upon our lives, nothing we achieved. According to the grace given to us. If it's the gift of prophecy, that individual must use it in proportion to his faith. If it's his service, he must serve. If it's teaching, he must teach. If exhortation, encouragement, exhort. If it's contributing, do it with sincerity. If it's leadership, do it with diligence. If it's showing mercy, which is a gift, amen? It's a gift we all need. If you don't have a mercy gift, pray for it. You kind of need that to get by in life, or you're just mad at everyone all the time. I speak from experience. It's hard to cut other people slack when you're so perfect all the time, okay? Just telling you, I, I've, I've been there, okay? 
Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. And then here we go. Be devoted to one another with mutual love, showing eagerness in honoring one another. Do not lag in zeal, be enthusiastic in spirit, serve the Lord, rejoice in hope, endure in suffering, persist in prayer. You can keep reading. This is church. It's coming together with all our gifts and serving and loving and forgiving and being patient and just, it's family. It's good, healthy, functional family. Functional family. Most of us don't know what that even means. Because even if we had a classical mommy, daddy, stair step, and a dog, or a cat if you prefer, or a hamster, or a parakeet, or a goldfish, or your parents wouldn't let you have pets and you're in counseling now, you still tried to make it work no matter where you fell within that family, okay? You did your best to make it work because that's all you had. And these youth in the facilities that you're gonna go see in July, you might be family to them because some of their families don't come to visit them. And when you do, it'll be a big deal. Just that you showed up. You don't have to be the biggest superstar in the world. You show up and you read them a few scriptures and you smile. Who can't do that? It's, it's cool. All right? Family is family. And we support our family. We may feel like criticizing our family, but it's best not to. And if someone else criticizes your family, you defend them. You may have just screamed bloody murder at them, but if you walk outside and someone says something bad about your family, them's fighting words. This is the family of God. And it's not just here. It's down the street, and it's over in Mansfield, and it's in Waxahachie, and it's downtown Dallas, and it's fancy, and it's down home. But we're the family of God, and we're an expression of that. And we're so not perfect. But as long as we continue to give our lives away back to him, to surrender, to offer ourselves up as a sacrifice, and believe me, some days you feel like a sacrifice. <laughs> you go home after that children's ministry or that cookout or celebrate recovery, some weeks you don't feel like celebrating, but they have a saying, keep coming back. And I have the same word about church. Keep coming back. Someone may not talk to you that you expected to. They may not sing your favorite song even though you texted the worship leader. Stuff happens. It's weird, the stuff that affects us sometimes. Do, isn't it? And we have an enemy that wants to divide us and keep us apart and keep us away. And 
it's just interesting how we fall for that. You know? Oh, believe me, there's some Sundays I haven't wanted to come back. But you're the pastor. You have to give two months' notice. <laughs> That's what my contract says, two months' notice. Most people get two weeks. Is that fair? <laughs> Elders, we need to renegotiate. Keep coming back. If this is where God has called you, and if this is not where God has called you, I want to be, you to be where you're supposed to be. I do. We all can't be here. We need a lot more room. But I sure love the ones who do come. I do. Y'all are family. I'll defend you. Yeah. I may have to correct you now and then. Some of you every day. But God is good. And as long as we just keep on keeping on, you know what? There is a light at the end of that tunnel. And it's not a train. It's daylight. God is good. When Clark and Jana went to New Guinea to be a support system to the Bible translators, were there times you wanted to come home? Amen? But you stuck it out for how long? Twelve years in New Guinea. Sounds like a great book you should write, okay? Twelve years. They were stopped at gunpoint on the road and just have stories we wouldn't believe. You know, we can really get behind that and say, wow. And I say, wow. You guys are awesome. Yeah? And they'll be the first to tell you, we just went, you know? <laughs> but God used them powerfully. God used them because they were obedient and they did what he asked them to do. And I tell you what, there's no more reward in heaven for that than coming and supporting your brothers and sisters right here. You'll be just as tempted to want to throw in the towel, I guarantee you. But keep coming back, keep loving, keep serving, keep on keeping on, don't give up. God is faithful, he will bless you, amen? Okay, thank you for listening to all that. I have a lot more I want to say, but we're going to go into communion. There seemed to be a theme today. I went in to turn on the air conditioner in the nursery, and the little scripture verse on the little chalkboard said, Jesus came to seek and save the lost. Wow. In the prayer room, God reminded us of what we call the prodigal son, that God the Father was standing there waiting when the son came home. Pretty cool, huh? And he didn't got a, get a rebuke, he got a party. Isn't that exciting? We sang about the reckless love of God.
how God goes to any length to get us back to himself, how we don't deserve it. We're going to sing that again in a minute. Hint, hint. Hint, hint. Hint. All right. Worship team, come on up. All right. So <laughs> they've been in Wisconsin, yeah? So cheese curds. And Brad Sr. is lactose intolerant. I don't know how he handles it up there. I don't know how they handle him, actually. So the grace of God, the reckless love of God. You know, we're being invited to a table. God invites us to the table. Who, who if you got a, an invitation from God to a dinner, that'd be, what, what if you were invited by, let me think of the, the Queen of England. You got an invitation to dinner from the Queen of England. Why me? Prince Harry, if you don't like the Queen. Okay, everyone loves Prince Harry. You got an invitation, and all you had to do was show up. And it was a lavish feast. And you did nothing to deserve it whatsoever. As a matter of fact, you'd said a lot of bad things about that person. You ever said bad things about someone and then they did something nice for you? And you're like, man, I don't deserve that. And they're like, I don't care. Yeah? We spend our lives running from God and yet he invites us to the table. He sent Jesus to give us the good news and it was okay to come back. And it didn't matter what we'd done, how we'd squandered the resources the Father had given us, who we were hanging out with, what we spent our money on. When it was time to come home, ha, it says, the Father saw from a long way off. So if there's anyone here today and you haven't exactly been leading the model life, whatever that is, I just want to say God is, he's watching and he's inviting you back to the table to celebrate. And we're going to take a little piece of cracker that represents the body of Christ. It's a representation. We're going to take a little thing of juice, which represents the blood of Jesus Christ that he gave. He gave his very life to pay the price so that you didn't have to give your life for all the mistakes you've made because what we deserve for what we've done against God is death. We don't deserve. Life is a gift. The wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life. So we come to this table to celebrate. I am alive because of Jesus. It's because of his blood, nothing I did. I just accepted the gift. And it's going to become part of me and cleanse every bit of filth from my mind, from my heart, from my body. And we take that piece of bread. We remember the body of Jesus Christ that was broken so that we could be alive and whole. We're celebrating wholeness. 
And so the father invited the son to the banquet table. And he covered him with a robe, and he gave him a ring for his finger, which is a sign of favor and authority. He gave him authority, and he killed the calf that he'd been saving up for a special occasion. And he said, let's feast. My son has come home. So if you need to come home to the father, he's celebrating. And you can come, and you can receive. And it's exciting, and it's wonderful, and it's even fun sometimes. God's celebrating. So come on back. Believe. Accept his love. Accept the love of the people around you. There's a lot of love in this room. There's so much love in this room. So much love. This is a family. This is a good family. So as we sing this song, let's just think about the words. The deacons are going to come and stand across the front, and you can come as a family. And just receive everything God has for you today. And as you think of the sacrifice Jesus made for you, give it back. And what does he ask for? He asks for all of us. So give it all back. Father God, we thank you today that you're here with us. We thank you for your love. We thank you that you gave it all for us, and God, we want to give it back this day, just this day. And we receive your forgiveness for our sins. We're sorry. We have let you down. We've let each other down, but you're forgiving and gracious, and you love us, and if we confess our sins, you are faithful and you are just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So thank you for the cleansing power of your name and of your blood today. And as we receive this gift of your body, we celebrate your body here and here on earth. We celebrate your family. We celebrate your love in Jesus' name. Amen.